This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips. I'm your host Chris Lim. Today we have with us Evie Wee, head of financial planning and personal investment at DBS Bank. Welcome to the show, Evie. Thank you, Chris. So, what is a robo advisory? So today, I think in general, robo advisors are investments made available to public. Using 100% digital interface, that means clients on board sign up, choose their portfolio, invest, monitor all of it without a human interface. These are general robo-advisors. It started in the West in 2009 and the trend has caught up here in Singapore as well. Are there different flavours of robo-advisories or are they all roughly similar? Most robos today start out with um, portfolios of ETFs. That is the, I guess, general trend today in the market. And they select the portfolio on behalf of the clients. So clients usually either go through a questionnaire around their goals or some risk assessments. And then the portfolio is then selected on their behalf, executed on their behalf and monitored on their behalf. That's generally how it works today. Does that make it more friendly for beginning investors since a portion of the decision making and portfolio assembly is handled for you? The aim of robo-advisory really is to help people get started in mm. investing. At, at DBS, we feel the same way. We are trying to help customers start investing in an easy, simple, safe and like in a frictionless manner. Mm-hmm. So that's why for DBS, we launched DigiPortfolio in response to that robo-advisory trend in the market. So DigiPortfolio is a robo-advisory product by DBS? Yes, it is our response, but I think we differentiate ourselves in the fact that unlike 100% no human interface or intervention in the construction of the portfolio selection as well as monitoring, in DBS we call our product DigiPortfolio, which is a hybrid of human and robo. And what's so human and robo about it is that the human aspects relies a lot on our CIO who actually chooses or help us pick the correct portfolio and then we also rely on our internal teams who specialises in instrument selection and thereafter the monitoring as well as also the rebalancing it's also monitored out of the people so that is the people expect and we think this is very important in DBS that there is still human intervention in investing especially in a volatile market like today then the part about robo or technology really helps us provide the scale. So what used to be available only to the wealthy, we can bring it to almost everyone using the same methodology that we apply in DBS. So DBS's DigiPortfolio is hybrid in the sense of human judgment when it comes to selection. And then the robo aspect is the speed of reaction and the automation of rebalancing and all those things. Yes, correct. So execute the actual instructions of the clients. So, Mm. for example, each instrument that's carefully selected, once it goes to the market, the whole execution is meant to be seamless. And that's where technology really is of great help to us today. So DigiPortfolio is launched already? Yes. So we have launched in the Wealth quarter one this year and we started our pilot phase for retail since October this year. How would a person get in on this if one of our listeners, if they're interested, visit the website? Or? Yes. So for the Wealth segment, clients can just log into their iWealth and there is a DigiPortfolio on iWealth and they will go through three steps, basically select a portfolio of their choice. They have to choose their currency And we have classified or explained risk in a very simple manner. And it's reflected in the asset allocation or what kind of assets are picked as part of the risk. Thereafter, the customer can just choose the account to which they want to settle. 
And is there a minimum investment sum, lock-in period and all these things? There's no lock-in period, but the minimum sum is a thousand Sing dollars. And we have an alternative of a US dollar portfolio for those people who naturally like US dollars. And that's also at a thousand dollars. If you like Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. And now back to our conversation about robo-investing with EVUE, Head of Financial Planning and Personal Investing at DBS Bank. So EV, you were mentioning, I mean, digital portfolio, minimal investment sum of $1,000. There's a US dollar option. Yes. No lock-in period. Okay, yep. so for relatively little money, you can get started. Yes. Okay. Uh, what about fees then? So you do your portfolio, you put in your $1,000 or a bit more. What are the fees then? Currently, it's at 75 basis points or 0.75% per annum on the AUM. It's a one fee and we don't have any other hidden costs or transaction costs and so on. It's on an AUM basis. Yeah, that's all that we charge. Is this a common approach compared to the rest of the market? Most of the robo-advisors does charge what we call an AUM-based fees, but there are other approaches in the market. There are other types where transaction fees or custody fees are imposed, so they pay like an upfront fee plus that kind of fee. So when clients are selecting, it's good for them to know what kind of fees they're paying for. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that DigiPortfolio was launched earlier this year for wealth clients. Yes. How does the retail launch differ from that? What are the things to take note of? So I think for us, one of the lessons learned in my financial planning head as well is to really understand why or what is stopping retail investors from starting their portfolio. And some of the frictions that we see today is um, before you start investing in anything, usually we see financial advisors and they ask you a series of questions to assess you. And thereafter, then we start the investing journey. So when it comes to digital, this is a little bit more challenging, right? We don't ask people 100 questions before they can do something on digital. And to make it frictionless, one of the key things that we have gone to do is to launch a Sing Dollar based ETF that's listed all in SGX. And we were the first to bring frictionless investment in digital in the sense that with $1,000, without any pre-qualifications, you can just invest. So that is the first of its kind. The attraction is the simplicity of it? Yes, and that it's frictionless because mm. the idea that you do not need to answer questions, but you start getting yourself to familiarize what an investing journey means to mm. a consumer. So mm. you buy something, you look at it, you monitor it, you figure out if this is something for you, you whether you, you top up when you want to buy more and then if you think you need the money, you exit. That is a, what investors do and we are trying to give clients a flavour of it without having to fork out like a million dollars to start. Okay, so let's yeah. say you've got someone who's doing this for the first time. They put in, say, $5,000 and they monitor things for six months. I assume it's fairly easy to monitor and at the six-month point, they panic and they want to exit and try something else. That's fairly straightforward? Yes, they, they will just withdraw the whole portfolio. But is it a bad idea to stay in? Would people typically panic at the six-month point? So usually it's not about the six month. Usually it's when markets are volatile, even mm. like now. So I think when we launched till now, for the wealth portfolio, for example, the first half, it would be the first half performance is between 7% to 14%, depending on the types of portfolio that the clients has chosen. But we have seen fairly few withdrawals despite the market volatility. So I think the thing is whether the client can have the appetite to stay on but we do not impose this like, oh, you should not withdraw. We leave it entirely up to the choice of the client. Do beginning investors tend to have that patience or to just stay and see how things pan out, especially during times of volatility and trade wars? So far, so good. We've seen most clients are able to hold. But I think 
it is definitely because it is a portfolio. So I think it's definitely more balanced than, for example, I go into the equities market directly and the market becomes very volatile. This, we have seen many clients get very worried and they withdraw at the wrong time and then thereafter they stop investing altogether. So for the benefit of our beginning investing listeners, so equities portfolio versus ETFs, what are the basic considerations between these two? You've got SGX ETFs, equities, buying stocks as a retail investor. What are the differences between those two approaches to investing broken down for the beginner? So I think for most people when they start, they will usually do some research, usually asking friends with some experiences or even they walk to a bank or a financial advisor and tell them, oh, I really want to start. And so how is this process going to take place? And then there's a variety of instruments out there today, whether is it buying a straight out cash equity, buying a straight out ETFs, investing in funds, so on and so forth. But I think every time when we talk to a client, they will always ask, look, I want to know when people talk about like a portfolio or when I read Business Times, they tell us, you know, I have this view about what is a fixed income versus equities and the all the balances and the percentages. Most people don't understand any of this. So what we do in DBS is we leverage all of that that our CIO has done, our chief investment officer has done, and we just make it into bite size, $1,000. And then the weightage of the asset class, which is what is fixed income and what is equity, is different. And that is dependent on how much risk somebody is willing to take. Okay, thanks yeah. for breaking all of that down for us, Evie. And thanks for being with us this no morning. Problem. Thank you very much. We've been speaking with Evie Wee, Head of Financial Planning and Personal Investing at DBS Bank. Thanks for talking with us about robo-investing, hybrid robo-advisories and you know what's right for different people. That's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times. That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.